What's up, Cyber and Crypto friends? Hope everybody's having a great week so far. Today is June the 19th of 2019. This is episode number 76 of the Cybersecurity and Cryptocurrency Podcast. I'm your host, Eric English. All of the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely my opinions and do not reflect that of my employer. You want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at CyberCryptoGuy. At CyberCryptoGuy on Twitter. Hit me up on there. All right, got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. A couple of big ticket items on the crypto side. We're going to talk a little bit about Binance. And we're also going to talk about Facebook. On the cyber side of things, I'm not really going to go over many news topics. I'm going to talk more about customer service and attitude in the cybersecurity space or infosec space. So to kick things off, we'll start with the crypto side of things. Binance announced that they will no longer let U.S. citizens do trading on their platform. That came as a shock to pretty much everybody in the crypto space. All of a sudden, they're not going to allow U.S. citizens to trade. The good news, they're starting Binance.us, a whole other site specifically for the U.S., but still, it was very abrupt and sudden. So if you have funds out there at Binance.com, now's your chance to go out there and pull your funds. Now, they're not going to like close out your account so that you can't access anything. They're, st- they're still saying you can use it as you know a wallet, uh, if you will, but... I've always recommended to not put your funds or keep your funds in the exchanges and to always keep them on a local wallet that you control the private keys of. So if you haven't done that already, now's the time to take that money out of Binance and put it on some local wallets. And they're saying that some of the crypto price uh, reflected a lot of people trading in their altcoins for Bitcoin to then uh, move their Bitcoin uh, over to a local Bitcoin wallet or another trading platform. So that's what some people are speculating the, the big price jump here lately in Bitcoin is related to. Either way, it's good news that they do have Binance.us. My tinfoil hat theory... It's just speculation that they ha- they probably had to do it because of regulations. That's my guess. I don't know for sure. I haven't heard any rumors. But with all the regulations coming down on crypto, it may have been so much work for them to update their current platform. They just said, you know what? Let's just create a separate one. And thus, Binance.us was created. Again, that's my speculation, tinfoil hat theory, whatever you want to call it. But there are lots and lots and lots of regulations coming down on cryptos. So that's going to be a big new thing for all these exchanges. You're seeing more of the exchanges require the know your customer uh, verification. So everybody that's a U.S. citizen has to you know verify their identity with a picture of themselves holding up their driver's license with a piece of paper with a special written note. You got to make a face that they want you to make. You know, it's quite odd, but I get it. They're trying to verify it's you. So U.S. customers are having to do that on pretty much all of these exchanges now because specifically of these regulations that are coming out. And speaking of the regulations, that's a good transition to the Facebook story. If you haven't heard already, I'd be shocked, but Facebook's coming out with their own crypto called Libra. They based it on uh, 
whole bunch of different coins that they felt like were really cool and they wanted to take little snips and pieces of each one and they built their own crypto with it and away they went. So they tried to release this and what was funny, lawmakers and people in the Senate basically told Facebook, you cannot release this until we have a hearing. They were essentially citing the fact that Facebook's had a pretty bad track record when it comes to privacy and all those types of things. And so the the U.S. Senate and lawmakers wanted to have a hearing uh, with Facebook before this crypto is released. So that's something to keep an eye on. They're, They're scheduling it for sometime in late July, I believe. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm sure Facebook's not happy because they were trying to get this thing pushed out now. But if you look at Facebook's track record and just kind of go back over the last couple of years now, it hasn't been very good, especially as far as privacy goes. All kinds of privacy violations, various vulnerabilities and hacks and all kinds of stuff, right? It just hasn't looked good. And kudos to the lawmakers for pumping the brakes on this too, because the interesting part that I think about here, we don't really know what else Facebook is going to use this for. Are they going to somehow track purchases so that they can then send you targeted ads? Uh, Facebook did say they spun off a whole separate company, but of course, it's still Facebook. So it doesn't matter if it's a different entity name, it's still Facebook in the end. So you can call it whatever you want, the Libra, whatever they called it, doesn't matter. It's still Facebook. That's how people are going to remember it as Facebook. So anyway, kudos to lawmakers for making them do that. I'd be interested to see what comes out of that, but there's been a lot of hubbub about it, and um, a lot of people are saying that uh, they don't really know what it's going to be used for, and they're concerned about privacy, and you know, rightfully so. You know, what is Facebook not telling us about their crypto? Now, we found out quite a bit that they weren't telling us uh, as it relates to privacy issues. We found a lot of that out over the last couple of years. So what are they not telling us about their crypto? And we may never know until it gets exposed, you know? Anyway, that was a pretty big news there on the crypto side of things. Keep an eye on that Facebook stuff. I do have a question for everybody listening. Would you use Facebook's cryptocurrency? Would you buy it? Would you invest into that? Uh, I guess the average person that doesn't know much about privacy and stuff, I don't I don't think that they'd have any issues. Um, I don't think a lot of people care about privacy. There are a lot of people that do, yes, of course. Uh, but there are some others that are just like, eh, whatever. It's already out there. I don't care. And, you know, to each their own. That's fine. But would you, would you sign up to use their cryptocurrency? That's the big question I've got. And you can think about all of the people that Facebook reaches, like a billion or something, maybe a couple billion people that they reach all around the world. So you can imagine if, you know, just each one of those people put $1 into it, how much this could absolutely explode. And that's another part of the reason why the lawmakers and regulators wanted to say, hey, whoa, pump the brakes here. We need to see what you're doing as far as regulations go. How are you going to make sure that there's no corruption and money laundering? And what are you going to do with all this money? And yada, yada, yada. So, but Facebook's got a massive reach, but 
would you use it? Would you buy it? Do you trade it? That's the big question I've got for anybody and everybody out there listening. Hit me up on Twitter, too, if you got an opinion on that. I'd love to hear it. I'm not sure that I would buy into it long term. I think that if you buy it initially, wait for it to go way up as people start purchasing it and the value goes up, and then I'd sell out of it. Because it will go way, way, way up, and then it'll crash back down to earth. Like all of them do. It's like an ICO. When those come out, they come out way up high, and then they all of a sudden just flatline. Facebooks will be pretty much the same. But anyway, it's uh, something to certainly keep an eye on over the next few months and see what these regulators do as well with this Facebook crypto. All right, some other uh, good news about the crypto market. Bitcoin has been on the rise. We touched 9,300. Today we were floating around 9,100. So overall, upward trend. We did go back down to about 89.50. I believe it was yesterday or the day before, but then today it's back up around 9,100. So overall, good trends as far as that goes. All right. So the other thing I wanted to talk about in the cybersecurity realm, uh, just kind of talking about customer service. And, you know, the overall attitude of the cybersecurity industry, if you will. I had a, a, I call it a run-in with this, with this vendor the other day. I'm not going to name names, but it's a firewall vendor. I'll leave it at that. And it's incredible. We purchased a bunch of their products. You know, it was not cheap. And we're trying to get them set up and deployed. And we're having all kinds of problems. And the project's been delayed over and over because they can't resolve the issues. And we added up the total amount of time in days that we've been waiting on them to fix issues. Total of 82 days based on our tickets. When our tickets were opened and when those tickets were closed. A total of 82 days and about 21 tickets. So that's quite a bit, and it's frustrating, of course. But the vendor wanted to have this conference call with us and talk about things. And, of course, they always have their own agenda. And we put a demo box in a production environment. Not the greatest thing to do, but it was done, unfortunately. So it's in the critical path, and it can't be taken out until we got a, a replacement that works. And so the, the vendor's agenda was to basically get his demo device back and replace, have us replace ours with the one that works. And I just kept telling him, hey, it's not working. Until you can fix it, we can't deploy it. But it was very, I, I'm, I'm really shocked. Like we, we bought all this equipment from them and the guy was getting pretty upset with us. And I, I've, I've really never experienced that from a vendor, especially a vendor that you just paid a whole bunch of money to for their product. To me, that's shocking more than anything. I don't know what what they're thinking and why they're you know getting all mad at us. I'm sure this vendor has plenty of money. They could just write off this demo box. I'm sure they could. I mean, one firewall is easily something that they could write off. Easily. But they're upset that we put it in a production environment and they want it back. Anyway, I'm just kind of shocked at the guy's attitude. And, you know, customer service has always been a big thing for me. Uh, even when I was just doing regular just IT stuff, I wasn't focused in cybersecurity. Customer service is huge. You know, you got to be friendly. You got to be nice. People are going to be pissed off because their computer's not working. You got to just know that coming into it and stay positive and, you know, do what you got to do. It's tough. 
it's tough for IT folks to stay positive when everybody they talk to is very upset. So anyway, I'm not going to name names on the vendor. I was just shocked more than anything to hear that vendor getting quite testy with us and raising his voice at us uh, just because of a demo device that they could easily just write off. And we're going to give it back as soon as the, you know, the real one works, the one that we paid for works, but they can't seem to fix all these bugs and weird issues. And that's been a total of 83 days that, uh, you know, those tickets have been open and we still have like four or five pending tickets. It's crazy. So anyway, it's uh, quite the fiasco, but I was just shocked that a vendor would treat a customer that's purchased their product like that. I'd be curious to know if anybody out there has had a similar experience. Uh, I'd be surprised if you had. I've usually had pretty good success with vendors that, you know, you purchase a product from. They're usually very appreciative and they want to take you to lunch all the time. They want to give you tickets to the game, whatever it is. And that's all good and well, but this guy was quite upset. So anyway, it was uh, quite the fiasco. There. But I've noticed too, overall, and it's not just cybersecurity, but IT as well. It's, it's tough to you know stay positive because people are always mad and you got to deal with you know, people potentially cussing you out because their computer's not working or people on edge because there's a security incident of some sort. I mean, who knows, right? There's a lot of different ways, and it's it's high stress for all IT. And I totally get that. I'm right there with it. And it's tough for IT pros to stay positive with all the negativity that's being thrown at them. So I guess I'm not surprised that the overall sentiment about the cyberspace, specifically the cybersecurity space, is that everybody's got a, an attitude and not a good attitude. And I've seen this before, too, with other people that, you know, think that they're, you know, one of the best. And uh, yeah, I get it. You got to have confidence in yourself as well. Totally understand that. But overall, it's it's crazy to watch people interact and <laughs> their interactions just show that they are, you know, quite angry or upset because they're having to explain things to us low-level people that don't understand. Anyway, but I think that the cybersecurity industry as a whole gets a bad rap specifically for the folks that have those bad attitudes. And I go to these conferences and stuff too, or I used to go to conferences and, you know, some of the guys on stage that are speaking have that same, that very same attitude. And so it's tough, you know, it's tough to show that there are good people that work in cyber and there is still good customer service out there. There is still, you know, good vendors out there that aren't going to get mad at you because you got a demo device somewhere. So I do think though that overall the industry gets a bad rap again these are all just my opinions but there you go oh uh got another tinfoil hat theory for you you ready this goes back to the cryptocurrency side of things i'm going to put money on the fact that if the cryptocurrency market continues the upward trend over the next year cryptocurrency will be the most highly targeted thing for hackers to try to get so hackers are going to be hacking crypto more than anything else they're not going to care about getting your personal information and creating a fake id and all that good stuff they're going to want to go after crypto that's again it's my tinfoil hat theory there but i think as more and more of these get released and you know if facebook's get released that's going to be a huge target for hackers you can imagine if somehow this crypto is tied into your facebook account i can only imagine how many people are going to get owned their facebook accounts will get owned and they'll get drained of all of their
their Facebook crypto. Again, it's still tinfoil hat theory out there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there and I'm gonna hedge my bets. This will happen in the next probably in the next year or so. So mark my mark this day and time, episode seventy six, tinfoil hat theory. Crypto will be the most highly targeted. Uh, some other uh, cybersecurity news related stuff. Uh, Google released. They've always got their safe browsing thing built into the Chrome browser, but now Google has what they're calling suspicious site reporter. So they're going to start releasing that into Chrome so you can then report suspicious sites so that they can block those things faster. You know, because oftentimes they can't block it fast enough and people still get owned. And these phishing sites are getting put up so quickly. I mean, it's, it's so hard to keep up, right? I mean, it's crazy, but... That's cool that you can start doing that now in your Chrome browser. Speaking of browsers, there was another pretty big vulnerability with Firefox. There's a remote code execution vulnerability. If you haven't already seen that, um, they're basically saying just make sure you go and update your Firefox. Some other news-related stuff. The Department of Homeland Security is testing the remote desktop vulnerability called BlueKeep. And (laughs) apparently they're trying to gauge how serious it really is. Uh, Bluekeep is basically utilizing a tool that was released by the NSA. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. They may come out with some sort of warning after they test it, but that's kind of old news. I mean, that's been out there for a while, that vulnerability in, in this particular hack on remote desktop. So Netflix, their security team found a bug in Linux. I mean, who knew that their security team was so awesome, right? I mean, they they are quite the group. They release their own code on GitHub for various tools that they develop and all kinds of cool stuff. If you haven't already looked at that kind of stuff and you want to tinker around with their toys and their tools that they've got, you can certainly go hit up their, their uh, GitHub page. I don't know it off the top of my head, but... I'm sure a quick Google search could tell you where it is. But hey, kudos to them for finding this Linux vulnerability. They also released the patch for this Linux vulnerability. So pretty cool stuff. Who knew that uh, Netflix was so on top of their game as far as cybersecurity goes? It's great to see that. And what's even better is they released a fix patch for it. Yeah, most uh, researchers and whatnot can only disclose what the vulnerability is because, you know, Microsoft's code is closed code and you can't you can't tell them how to fix it and you can't tell them how to patch it. You have to wait for them to do it. So it's really cool that they were able to, to patch that as well. And the last thing I'll touch on for cybersecurity, there's some good news in the ransomware space. Some researchers have released more decryption tools for the Grand Crab ransomware. So that's a that's a big win for everybody that's worried about ransomware stuff. It's still a big threat. It really, really is. But I still think crypto will be threatened the most in the next year or so. It'll be the biggest target. All right, folks. That's all I've got for today. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at CyberCryptoGuy. At CyberCryptoGuy on Twitter. Hit me up on there. I retweet a bunch of the articles that we talk about here on the show. Thanks for listening and have a great day. 